Blog Talk oh. Radio. Oh, it is Jesus. Jesus in my soul. Oh, I have touched the him of his gone and his blood has made me old. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. Jesus. In my soul, oh, I have touched the hem of his gone, and his blood has made me old. Lord, I tried Lord. All that I could seems like nothing would mean me any good. But I've tried Jesus. He was passing by. And I have stored Give him a try. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. Jesus in my soul. Oh, I have touched the As me, me, oh, I bring greetings from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, it is Jesus. And as I come now, I come to lift up his name. Because he says, if I be lifted up from this earth, I will draw all men unto me. It's good to be in the land of the living one more day. It's good to be here uh, right now because God has spared my golden moments and allowed them to ride on just a little while longer. If you would just acknowledge him right now, you will find that he is Good and beyond all, he is better than good because, first of all, he woke us up this morning, started us on another day, and he is still on the throne. Anything that we need right now, all we got to do is dial him up and call him, and he will answer by and by. 
I pause for just a little while today to give God my glory, my honor, because he is worthy of my honor right now, because without him, I wouldn't be able to do what I do through him, because he allows me to be able to keep on keeping on. And he allows me to be able to come to you week after week, day after day, and lift him up from this earth so he can draw me with his drawing power, to draw me closer to his bleeding side. And I stop to let you know that he is worthy not of just my honor, but he is worthy of all of our honor because he is God, and besides him, there is no other. And he can do things that no other person or no other thought can do in our lives. And I give him my honor. And I give Apostle Mercer my honor again because she is worthy of that also. Because she had started this station and week after week, day after day, she is doing what God has instilled in her to do through his Holy Spirit. And she is worthy. She is worthy. She is worthy because she is reaching out to radio land all over the world, touching hearts and touching souls and, and, and allowing them to hear a word from the Lord. And I thank her right now because what she is doing, she didn't have to do it, but it, God instilled it in her heart so she would do it. And she's doing a terrific job doing what God has signed her hands to do. And I give her the honor that's due to her. I want to thank my wife, too. She's not with me again tonight because she's working. But I thank her in any way for just being with me the times that she is with me, taking out the time to be with me to serve you here on Radio Land. God is good, and his goodness is everlasting. And through his goodness, he even raises up uh, someone day after day to come to you on radio land. And I want to just thank them for what they do because God is in the midst of this program because it's all about him and not about us. All we do is what God does through us. And I stand here to let you know God is the one. Uh, that leads us and guides us in the way that we should go. And I thank those right now that come here on this station Monday through Sunday. It is a pleasure to be here on this station. And as I began to go into service right now. 
I want to just lift up uh, you all through prayer right now because prayer is uh, the key to God's kingdom, and God got the key to unlock the door. Prayer opens up doors that no man can close. Prayer closes doors that the devil can't open. The devil can't enter in. So I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus through prayer right now. Most holy God, our heavenly Father, one that sits high and the one that looks low, one that rules, heaven and also rules, earth. Father God, I come now. I come as humble as I know how. I come to lift up these your people. Lead them, Lord, and guide them in the way that you would have for them go. Walk with them and talk with them along this prism journey. Fix what's been broken in their lives and put it back together again. Look down on them and it does anything that is not like you. I ask you right now, Lord, my Lord, pick it out right now and strengthen them. Lord, I ask you that you would just feed them when they're hungry. I ask you, Lord, that you clothe them when they're naked. Lord, I ask you that you would give them shelter over their heads where they need shelter. In the time of the storm. Lord, I ask you right now uh, that you would go with them and stand by them in a way where they're never left alone. When sickness comes and knocks on that door, Lord, I ask you right now that you would bring medicine from the hem of your garment and touch their body and raise them up off of this sick bed and let them know of that you are the doctor in the sick room. You're the doctor that has never lost a patient. Lord, I come right now, bringing these to your children, and lay them at your feet. As I lay them at your feet, Lord, I pray that you would just anoint them of Christ. Lord, come now. Come and go with me. As I begin to, of your word, as I begin to speak, uh, through you, and, and, and you give me what to say to teach your people. I pray, Lord, now that you would hide me behind this secret desk and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be a sacrifice in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and redeemer forevermore. Bless Apostle and her family. Lift them up, Lord, where they need to be. Lift up, Lord. Give them what they need. In the name of Jesus, for your sake, I ask it all. Amen. 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 I'm going to be doing more teaching today than preaching. 
And I'm going to allow, as usual, the Holy Spirit have his way with me, in me, and around me. Because the Holy Spirit is the only way that I can do this job and do it well in God's eyesight. I have to depend on the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me. And when the Holy Ghost comes, it makes me do uh, and act in a way where it will allow me to act that is pleasing to my Father God. And if you would come today and go with me, and let us look at the fifth chapter of Matthew. And I'm going to be using of that chapter, the eighth verse. And it reads as the following, Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. But for our scripture readings tonight, uh, today, we're going to find that in the 24th Psalm, 1 through 10 verses, that's our scripture reading today. And I'm going to use, I'm going to take my time today. Not going to rush it today. I'm going to use for a subject the hills of the Lord. The hills of the Lord. You see here, our text is telling us that blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see who? God, my Lord. And the psalmist found in the 24th Psalm often gives the title The Hills of the Lord. Because the verses contain this expression Bombs its very heart. The question is asked here in this 24th Psalm. Uh, the question is who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? We find that in verse 3. It is asking, what is true religion? The psalmist here answers, he that have, he says, he, now listen, listen here today. He that have clean hands and a pure heart. He didn't say he that has dirty hands and a dirty heart. He says, he that has clean 
hand and to your heart. Ah, my Lord. True religion is more than a matter of having clean hands. You see, see, true religion, listen here now, is more than just having clean hands. It is, first of all, a matter of a pure heart. How, how, how can we have true religion and a heart that's not pure? Bible says we have to have pure heart. True religion is not a matter of deeds or observance of worship at all. Except as these outward appearances, which are seen, are secretly expressions of a pure heart within. See, what happens is here, my sisters and my brothers, when we have a pure heart within, it shows on the outside. See, the outside is where the rest is being formed, that the work is being done. And when God's Holy Spirit rests on the inside, it rests to the outside. Am I right about it right now? His Spirit works on the inside and cleanses us, Lord have mercy, and makes us clean. As spotless as no, without any part of blemish on it. God, Holy Spirit, works within us to form us and make us the way that he wants us to be pure, pure in heart. If the heart here is pure in the sense Jesus wanted to be pure, Jesus don't want our heart to be not pure. He wants us to have a pure heart. He wants us to have, can I say it again, a pure heart. Not a heart of stone. Not a heart of anguish. Not a heart of lying, stealing, killing. Not a heart like that. He wants us to have a pure heart like him. That's what I'm talking about right here. The rest will take care of itself once we have this pure heart that Jesus wants us to have. You see, mixing our two scripture passages, we might uh, even paraphrase our beatitudes thus. Jesus is saying here, blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall ascend into the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place. They shall, they shall receive the blessings Christ from the Lord himself. No other blessings I know 
But the blessing that I receive comes from the Lord himself. Lord, isn't that all right? We are blessed because Jesus is blessing us time and time again. And we have to acknowledge the blessing that he has in his stores to us. You see, how complimentary this beatitude is to the human time. For they shall see. Listen now. For they shall see, created as humans, or in the image of God, we are made in his name. They have the facility of the spiritual sight. Ephesians 1, 18 says, they can see God. They can see God because they have a spiritual insight right within them. Let me move on. How beautiful this beatitude expresses the deepest longing of the human heart. Says here, now again, I'll fix it up. For they shall see God. And the desire to see God is to look upon his face. My Lord, is a longing as old as man yet has contemporary as physical hunger. Throughout the ages, my sisters and my brothers. Humans have cried out with Job. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his sheep. Job 23, 3. And the better a person comes to know God, listen now, the deeper his yearning becomes. Closer we come to know God for ourselves, the deeper our relationship and our yearnings become when we know who we know and what we know and who is who. Is that is God or by himself? God raised up uh, us. This morning, God all by himself. The deeper and the closer to him, we're going to find that we're going to be better people. How truly this beatitude tells us our deepest needs. For they, Jesus said, Shall see God. Spiritually, blindness is a great tragedy in our world. We have so many people living in our world that is spiritually blind because they are walking the way that Satan 
parallel statement of the seventh commandment. Thy shall not commit adultery. Ah, my Lord. It is in our relationship with others and only one of the fruits of the pure heart. Just one. Ah. Jesus here did not say, blessed are the perfect. That would have ruled out all of us because none of us is perfect. We all fall short of God's law. Can I preach a little while? Yeah. Ah. Because we are not perfect people. We are looking for perfection. We are reckoned to want perfection. But we all are exempt because what I'm saying is that we all have fallen short of God's glory. We are not perfect people. See, we are not perfect people. That would have ruled out all of us. But this beatitude would not touch our lives at all. It is true that perfection is the only standard worthy, worthy of Jesus. That he did not say. Yet therefore shall be perfect. As your heavenly father is perfect. He wants us to be perfect. That's my Lord. As our heavenly father is perfect. We find that in Matthew 5, 14. But he did not say that we shall never be happy in this side of perfection. But Jesus did say, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Pure here means unmixed. Without arrow and adulterism, to speak of your uh, of your watch as a gold watch, not technically correct. The case is probably ten times gold, which means that it is alloyed with another hard metal, giving better win quality. The pure heart, however, is. A single heart, my Lord. A heart devoted to the purpose of God. According to Jesus. Speaking of pure heart is an unmixed heart. Unindoctrinated. With no cross purposes. No cross currents. Enlightened. No reservations in devotion. There's no true happiness for the one who says, I will follow you, Lord but first, but first what? Go and, 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 and clean up your house? Go and, and, and put your goods away? No, God says leave everything. Jesus was telling his disciples, leave everything behind and come right now and follow after me. Don't go back to your house. Come now and follow after me. Lord wants us. He wants us to put him first. Ah, leave everything else behind and come falling after him. 
because he is the first. And he is going to be our last. We got to acknowledge him and follow him. Because in following him, we're going to find that everything going to be all right. As I move on, my second question here is, how may we attain purity of heart of which Jesus speaks? Let's look at purity of heart. In a sense, Jesus had in mind is attainable for all Christians who desire it with all their heart. This beatitude is not only for some age saints in the late winter of life, not simply for some exhausted servants, a prophet of God. Some choice soul here and there. Purity of heart is a prize of supreme rest within the reach of every heart willing to receive it. But how do we obtain it? You see, purity of heart is not just for the saints, not just for uh, uh, just specific people. It is for every heart willing to receive it. It is for every heart. First of all, this is what you have to do. Listen now. Can't get it without work. Can't get it without doing something. First of all, we got to surrender. Mm. Surrender what and to who? To Christ. Surrender ourselves to him. Not just part, not just half, but he wants us to come fully, surrender everything, all of us to him, entirely. Brings, and you find that it brings the cleansing power of God's forgiveness, blood in the heart to cleanse and purify. Old Testament the attitude throws light on this the attitude of Jesus. Out of his expression, the psalmist cried, Blessed is he uh, whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Find that in Psalm 32, the first verse. This beatitude is not for the sinless, but for forgiveness of sinners. My Lord. Not for the perfect, but for the purified in heart. No sinner is exhausted in the sweep of its possibilities. Why should make yourself clean, God said, through the Old Testament prophets of Isaiah 1, 16 verse. And he continued on. And he said, come now, 
let us settle the matter. Though your sins are like scholars. Can I preach now? They shall be as white as snow. So they are red as crimson. They shall be like wool. See, how do we become pure in heart? By a full surrender Christ. To be cleansed by his holy power. My God. But that isn't all of the There's more to this picture. By a complete concentration of the life to God. Not all Christians are pure in heart. Too many are, listen here, are borderline Christians. Like the Israelites, like the Israelites selling in the promised land, many of us are stopped before we drive out all our enemies. We stop once we get to a certain point. We stop and we keep some of that dirt in in us and that dirt swept under the rack of us and we just stop. And but we are borderline Christians. Ah, some of us are just Christians on Sunday morning. Our Lord. And then Monday through uh, Saturday, we are hellhounds. I tell you, you've got to be Christians. Not just one day. But you've got to be Christians every day. Because every day that God has made. <laughs> He made it for man. He made it so that we can follow after him to be Christians just on Sunday. Not enough. Not enough. We got some more work to be done. It's not enough. He had me here today. It's not enough. So tired. Here people say that. I am a Christian. Don't know what the word means. Christian be Christ-like. We can't be Christ-like just on Sunday. And then we go down the highway and byway on Monday and see somebody that has fallen by the wayside and we walk on by and don't even reach down to pick him up out of the morning clay. We call ourselves Christians. But how can this be if we turn our back on those that need us in the time of need? How can we in your own lie to God and lie to ourselves? Because Christians is Christ-like. Even Jesus went about on a Sabbath day doing good. Jesus, my Lord. So Jesus can go about on a Sabbath day doing good. Why can't we go about every day of our lives doing good? Some of us are just borderline Christians. That's not enough. God wants the whole heart, not just part. You see, the pure in heart, it must have drive out 
every ally thought and purpose to give Christ full possession. You hear me here? The pure in heart wants drives out all allies and gives the Lord fully possession. Too many of us have mixed motions and it's hard. And I stop by here to tell you that if we got these mixed motions and desires, we need some work to be done within our hearts. Our heart needs to be single. Set on him and on him alone. Lord have mercy. To such a division promise. On Jesus and Jesus alone. I must wreck the works of him. My Lord, can I preach? That send me while it's day because when night comes, I can't rest. I'm going to walk with him. I love this pilgrim journey. I'm leaning and dependent on him and on him alone. You see, as I move on a little further, what blessings does Jesus pronounce upon the purity in the heart. That's another question. That's my that's my full question here that I'm asking you right now. What blessings does Jesus pronounce upon pure in heart? First of all, he says the pure are the pure, the blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see who God. In this the high Facilities of human nature are exercised. The deepest yearning of the soul are, are gratified. The most compelling need of the human heart are met. What is the blessed for a pure heart? A pure heart before who? God. A heart unmixed. Without a lie, by love for, for the human heart. The love, the heart that's pure before gold, God. A heart unmixed. Can I say it again? A heart unmixed. A heart. By the love for the world and single to God's service, they shall see God. Jesus said, They shall see Him now. They shall see Him in hours of worship in God's house. They shall see Him in the circle of family worship, see Him in the holy hours of private prayer and meditation of His words. Behind the dark background of the world, confusion and misery, they shall see God as one, the one that singles and covenant the undefined purpose in the world and in history. 
and the promises all that mercy that one day the pure in heart shall look upon Jesus not by implication not by indirectly through a glass darkly but we will see him Lord have mercy for ourselves can I tell it now face to face we will meet him on that one get up moment when this substance life is over when our lives begin to fall apart and fly away oh in that day that God says that every day will be Sunday. It's time we have no end. He said, I'm even going to plow into plow sand. You want to study walk no more. In that great get up bone. And Job already called it thirsty. He said, the wicked shall cease from trouble. And the rare shall be at rest. In that day, and that founded day, Jesus, we will see him face to face. In that get up moment, when this life is over, we're going to fly away. We're going to fly away. Be with him. Be at rest. One more question and I'm finished. What other abiding result in human personality of this vision of God? What are the abiding results in human personality of this vision of God? This vision of God causes us to see the unseen results of God, things we can't see. We see the unseen thing. Paul here saw Jesus, do you remember? When he was on the Damascus road and found the strength to carry him through every trial, every tribulation, he seen Jesus on that road. Even in his death anguish, Stephen saw the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. This gave him the very courage to die for Christ. See, my sisters and my brothers, to die for Christ is to gain. You see, when we die for Satan, we will not gain anything but a hell pit in power and brimstones and gnashing of our teeth day and night. But when we die for Christ, my Lord, it is gain. You see, Satan can only do one thing. Satan can kill the body, my Lord. But that's all he can kill is the body. But he cannot kill body and soul. So Christ is the one that has the authority to kill body and soul. So for us to die, Christ, Lord have mercy, we're going to gain victory over these 
thing that Satan has tormented with us time and time again. My Lord, see here Moses, the writer of Hebrews said, for he endured at seeing him who is the visible. Who? Seeing God as he is the visible. No man has seen God at any point in time and lived. You see, but Moses invisibilized it. We have to visualize seeing God. With our visualized of vision that's stored up inside of us through our Holy Ghost power that Jesus left for us when he went on back to be with his Father. He left us with the Holy Ghost that will live in us that would guide us and, and, and encourage us and, and push us into a place where we can serve God to the best of his knowledge. The Holy Ghost is wrecking on the inside, and it begins to show on the outside. If you've got anything like the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you don't have to worry about wearing a sign. On your back saying, I'm a Christian. It will be shown through the Holy Ghost Spirit, through the outside man in you, because the way that the Holy Ghost is directing your pathway, is fixing what has been messed up time and time again, the Holy Ghost fixes it. It fixes. It fixes. My Lord, it fixes. It don't never stop working if we allowed to do so. But we got to allow the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of us to work. Give, let him have his authority. Don't us try to tell the Holy Ghost what to do. Let the Holy Ghost tell us what to do because that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. It's the right for us when we can't work for ourselves. It tells us all things. It shows us all things. It leads us all places that we need to be led. And when we can't even say among the words, the Holy Ghost, my God, I suppose, say, it speaks to us and it brings things to our remembrance. The Holy Ghost is working right now, working through this servant, because I can't even walk without him holding my hands. I can't even talk without him speaking to me, allowing me to have a tongue to speak to my Jesus, the Holy Spirit that lies on the inside of me, keeps me day by day. I feel, I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit working now. It is working on me. And I got to tell somebody that when the Holy Ghost comes, it will make you some time. This little ugly little, every now and then, the Holy Ghost will speak to you. 
I don't know what's going on with him. I see something, but I don't know what it is. I tell you, it's nothing but to have a God that rests through and abides with me. Nothing but the Holy Ghost wrecking on me, making me act. I got to tell somebody, hold on, hold on, and hold out, because the Holy Ghost is coming, coming, coming on you, and when it comes on you, it's going to show you who is who, it's going to tell you what is what, it's going to even convict you if you don't touch some wrong, and you sin against God, when the Holy Ghost come on you, it's going to tell on you, because the Holy Ghost, it don't keep no secrets, the Holy Ghost reveals, <laughs> that's why we need the Holy Ghost, some things we hide, but the Holy Ghost, you can't hide when you got the Holy Ghost, Living on the inside of you. Holy Ghost. See here, and I'm finished. This vision of God causes us to see affirmant needs of humankind. Gives us a sense of personal obligations. Having seen the infirmity result of God and the primitive need of the world. This vision causes us to see that we are to be used to bring the two together. Find here that Moses, Isaiah, Paul each saw the result and the need, and each volunteered. We got to see that need also in volunteer. Vision of God that does not send us out to serve is a a bad vision because God sends us out to serve. This vision of God causes us to see what will one day be consummation of the Christian's life and ungirder our lives with hope. Paul told the Corinthians, now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. John promised those to whom he wrote, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. What a blessed hope we have in that day when Christ returns. Our hope will be fulfilled. I build my hope on things eternal, things I cannot see, but things that I believe. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the hills of the Lord. Most holy God, my heavenly Father. Again, Lord, that I come now calling on you. I come down, Lord, thanking you for another life's journey of teaching and preaching your word. 
Right now, Lord, I, I, I want to thank you for giving me the encouragement and giving me the strength to be able to continue on doing your will. Knowing, Lord, that it's not my will, that it shall be done, it's your will. Now, Lord, as I go down from this place, pray, Lord, that you would never leave us or forsake us. Stand by us in every way. Now, Lord, I, I ask you that your grace and your mercy will fall price on these here, your children, that's listening here on Radio Man. And lead them and guide them in the way that you would have them to go. Whatever they stand in need of, my God, pray that you would just open up your windows in the heaven and pull down blessings. And may, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ now rest rule in the Bible family and forth and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. And for your sake I ask it all. Amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> My phone number once again is 804-313-5877. That is my phone number. And I hope that someone that's listening today has enjoyed and opened up their hearts so that God can come in and worship with them. It is a blessing to be alive, my sisters and my brothers, because tomorrow is not promised to us. Not even today is promised. Jesus is coming, and he's coming like a thief in the night. There might be one that needs him and don't know how to come to him. But all you got to do right now, all you got to do is open up your heart. Confess. Believe. Believe that he was, he, he, he was raised from the dead. Accept him. I'm going to go a little further. And look to him. And believe that he's now alive. And he's alive and well. You confess him, you believe on him, you accept him, he becomes your savior, and you become saved. There's no other way. You got to go to him. You can't get to uh, unless you go to him. Go to him. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Call him up and tell him what you want.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.